I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoop B Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B, R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Uh, thank you very much to the aforementioned Brandon Scoop Robinson for giving us a few minutes on the show today and for being so willing to move into the uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern slot. I always appreciate that, Brandon. How are you, my friend? It's good to talk to you as well. Um, so here we are. The NBA season is fast approaching. You've got scrimmages. You've got the bubble. Um, all in all, how would you rate the, and granted, you're not in the bubble, but just in terms of people you're talking to and conversations you're having, how does it feel the the NBA bubble experience is going so far for the league, for the players, for the coaches, for everybody all around? A new experience. A new experience. But, I think, um, but I think what I'll say, what I'll is, say is the unknown, the unknown is, is what's exciting to many players. The and, and kind of just polling and going through my phone, um, the thing that I get from most players and front office people is it's like – AAU tournament without fans um, and it's both scary enjoyable um, but also a new experience I mean you remember the first day of school uh, where, where the night before uh, <laughs> who, who are you going to speak to first you practice what you're going to say to people in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth 
kind of like that at the bubble. You like that, right? That is good. That's good. I used to, I remember being in school. I used to sit there. This is going to sound so stupid. When I was in school as a kid, who knows? Maybe, maybe I had this intuition that I would one day be a, a sportscaster. I used to practice my autograph all the time. Did you ever get caught doing that? Did you ever practice your autograph? Um, I mean, really? You know my Never? As a, as a, as a, no, I was going to say, you know, my start as a kid uh, in radio uh, with the Nets as a child. I did used to sign autographs uh, <laughs> as a kid at 12 um, pregame, like when you would go through the tunnel and stuff yeah. like that. So for me, I guess that's what could be considered practice, but I, I think that um, that level of practice makes perfect, and look at you there. Well, I did all right. I did all right, for a while anyway. Um, so listen, yes, let's start with before we get into you know trying to dissect this, this second half of um, the remainder of this NBA season. With the idea of the league saying, all right, we're done as far as league awards are concerned. Is it a fait accompli at this point that that Giannis is going to wind up winning the MVP? I think it depends on who you ask. Uh, during the pandemic uh, hiatus, um, you know, I, I polled different players and front office people and retire players. Some people say it's 50-50 LeBron Giannis. Some people say it's Giannis. Some wow. people say it's LeBron. In my personal opinion, I feel like Giannis had it for most of the season. I think LeBron um, kind of uh, got the upper hand as the league went on hiatus on March 11th. Because if you remember the week before, uh, you know, the Lakers played uh, the Bucks on a Friday night game. They won. They played the Clippers in that makeup game, you know, from January. And LeBron and the Lakers knocked it out the park. Uh, I spoke to Magic Johnson uh, recently, and, you know, he talked about how he felt that LeBron is really stepping into his own, you know, as a point forward and leads the league and assists and more. So I think people often use age as a way to say that LeBron is doing his thing, but your requirement is to be healthy for all 82 games. And Giannis has, I think, filled up a stat sheet in a way LeBron hasn't. And I also do think, though, that LeBron means more to his team than Giannis. Giannis has a great supporting cast. And, um, you know, more than anything else, I just think that, you know, I think the Lakers are in a good place. Um, I think Giannis and the Bucks are in a good place. But I think if people took a vote, I think the more unanimous decision would be Giannis. How um how big is the Rondo injury in the overall scheme of things? And, and not for nothing. I love Rondo. I am a huge Rondo fan. But, my God, every time we get to late in the season, this guy finds a way to get hurt. Yeah, you know, it's funny you bring that up, man, because I think that when you look at Rondo, um, I think uh, I think that when it's all said and done, the thing that's impressive about him is the fact that he is the leader of that team, whether he's playing or he's not. So even if he's not playing, I still think he's going to be a vocal leader, the extension of the coach. I think we lost Scoop for a second there. See if we can get him back on. Scoop, my apologies. We lost you there for a second. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you now. Go ahead. Sorry about that. I turned off Wi-Fi. There's a thunderstorm in my in the area, and I think the Wi-Fi clicked on and off. So no worries. I just uh... – <laughs> but to go back to what I was saying, I do think that Rondo will be an extension of the, of the coach on the floor. It will kind of be similar um, to how 
um, it was at the beginning of the season. If you remember the beginning of the season, Rondo didn't play. Rondo was out. Kuzma was out. And, you know, this will be a situation where Rondo will be out six to eight games. I know Mario Chalmers was auditioning. I had him on the Scoopy Radio podcast the other day. And, you know, he, he mentioned that he, he'd like to play. I think there's a few people that would like to, you know, audition for that point guard position. But I do think that the Lakers are set. I think adding J.R. Smith in the offseason, adding Deion Waiters right before. Um, and, and I think the point forward that LeBron James is, I think that the Lakers are in good hands. Anthony Davis and I have this joke um, where he told me back in November um, that uh, LeBron and that LeBron told him that the Lakers tandem between he and, 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 and uh, LeBron are more like peanut butter and banana and not exactly a peanut butter and jelly sandwich just yet. <laughs> and every time I see AD, I always say, hey, did y'all switch your sandwich combination yet? He goes, nah, we're still peanut butter and banana. We're still peanut butter and banana. So I think that the Lakers are still in good hands, man. I think that they're in a good space. Um, and Rondo being hurt, I don't think hinders them because I still think they have solid ball handlers. How much is the game going to change without fans? How much, I mean, does it change in any way, shape, or form? I guess this is the better way to ask it. Will it change in any way, shape, or form what we see on the court because there are no fans there? Yeah, I think certain home court advantages neither team will have. Um, I think people get set into a routine. I was on a Zoom call with uh, Philadelphia 76ers uh, coach Brett Brown the other day, uh, and he talked about how he got into the rhythm of, of home games going to the Wells Fargo Center early in the morning doing game time preparation you know, going for a light jog at a park nearby, then going to Subway and eating fresh and then coming back and being ready by five o'clock, you know, it's for the start of the game. Some people are very routine or oriented. I think of Ray Allen, who showed up at a certain time, shot at a certain time, tucked his pants in a certain way, or tucked, tucked his shirt in his pants a certain way. I look at LeBron, he's very rigid and oriented in that regard as well. I think routine is going to affect players, but when it comes to fans, I think some people feed off fans. Dwight Howard has, is, is one of the most quotable Instagram livers there is right now. And he talked about how he wants to take a cardboard, make cardboard cutouts of fans, similar to how they're doing in baseball right now, and take those cardboard cutouts and put them in the stands and run into the stands and hug fans. That's going to be interesting. So I, I think certain fans do, or, or certain players do feed off fans. And just taking a cursory look at the the, the, the games or the game that played was played earlier between you know the Clippers and the Orlando Magic, um, I'm still getting used to the plexiglass between the scorers table, <laughs> you know, and the and the and the court, and you know, seeing the benches, you know, socially distant, but those guys are still close. Seeing where the media sits, you know, there's different tiers of media, so there's a lot of idiosyncrasies that are still being worked out, both from a fan experience, a player experience media member experience, and, you know, I think the NBA finds a way to make things work. We'll see what happens. It also seems they're going to do a lot in terms of um, giving us alternate camera angles and some things we're probably not used to seeing because they're going to have a lot of robotic cameras set up because you're just not going to have a lot of humans manning cameras. So it's going to be a different experience all around. Yeah, it's literally going to be like playing NBA 2K, uh, (laughs) except you don't have the joysticks. But you're watching. I, I know that when I was in college, I was a stickler for 2K angle. I didn't like ISO or baseline angle. So um, to me, when I look at that, it kind of reminds me of Zion Williamson in the NCAA tournament 
for Duke where they had the multiple camera angles minus Zion Williamson playing right now. So it'll be interesting. Uh, you mentioned Zion, and we obviously talk about the Pelicans as you know their their opportunity to to get into the postseason here and what that would mean for this league. Obviously, John Morant is a is a big up and coming star as well. So I don't think the NBA is in any losing position based on which one of those guys gets in. But what would it mean for 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 Zion in his first year to to be able to have that sort of experience? We know they're not going to beat the Lakers, assuming the Lakers are that one seed. We know they're not going to beat the Lakers. But still, what would it mean for for Zion Williamson uh, to be able to have that experience in his first year in the league? I guess it would be cool, um, but I think um, I, I was talking with my publicist this morning, and we were talking about the difference between earned media credit and buy-ins as it relates to like you know you're doing stuff where you get booked based upon ads, and that was something that I learned that I didn't know. Um, and when I look comparatively, when I look at that situation with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, I feel like the Memphis Grizzlies uh, had earned media credit. Uh, John Morant played uh, hard from day one, um, and I really like the young energy that's in the uh, Grizzlies locker room. I spent some time uh, with Jaron Jackson Jr. as well as uh, John Morant and, and Jonas Valanciunas, and it's crazy to see that Jonas Valanciunas is the elder statesman of that Grizzlies team at like 27 or 28 years old and to get his assessment of that locker room. And he's talking about John Morant, like John Morant is like an old vet. And the crazy thing is he actually has an old soul. I think there's something about being from down South. He's from South Carolina. My late grandmother's from South Carolina. And it's just something old school um, values that I appreciate about John Morant and speaking with him and speaking with some of his other teammates that I enjoy um, not to take anything away from uh, Zion Williamson, but Zion Williamson came late into the game because he dealt with some injuries and figured things out. And But the thing about Zion that I respect is that he found his way in an influx of talented players uh, within that New Orleans Pelicans locker room. And by that, I mean um, you have Brandon Ingram, who, who, who could potentially be you know, the NBA's most improved play of the year with his, his first all-star appearance this season. And you saw flashes of that last year with the Los Angeles Lakers in times when LeBron James wasn't on the court. There was some statistical graph where it talked about how well he contributed to the Sixers, or excuse me, the Lakers'. Uh, I, I got so many teams in my brain. <laughs> how he contributed to the Lakers' uh, mix in the pot there. But I also think that I, I, I think I just knew it and I knew it would happen. Zion Williamson's ability to mesh with a stellar point guard and and and, uh, and uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, who I think is in a great situation right now uh, with the Pelicans. So you know, if the Pelicans do find a way to make it, it'll be entertaining to watch. Particularly because I think that equally the Lakers and the Pelicans did well in that trade last summer. They both benefited. I think in the short term, the Lakers will. will, will it's possible they will, will be NBA champs. And in the long run, the Pelicans, you know, they've got a, a good cast around them. Um, but I, I do think that Zion Williamson is entertaining for the league. I often think they force that LeBron James air apparent on him in a way that I don't think is natural. Um, to me, he is more of a Blake Griffin and a Julius Randle uh, than he is a LeBron James. And if I'll add, I'll add this, if I may, um, Charles Barkley and I often go back and forth about whether or not, um, you know, 
he plays like him. He'll he'll disagree with me all day, every day. Um, I see it, and he says the difference between. I him see and, it too. And yeah, yeah. The the only difference is, you know, he he told me he told me this back in September. He said, if Zion just needs to stop going a hundred all the time, he's got to go fifty five sometimes. Um, and, and Nate Robinson kind of put a spin on it that I appreciated recently. He said to me. Zion Williamson is something we've never seen before. He's more like he's like Vince Carter and Charles Barkley in one. He'll be forced though. He'll be forced to go down to fifty-five when he has to play a full NBA season. He'll be forced. Agreed. To, because in college Agreed. you're playing you know thirty some odd games, and you can go balls out for for those thirty some odd radio. games. It by by force he will wind up having to go down to fifty-five whether he wants to or not. Yeah, but I, I I know I'm talking so much about Zion. I, I think to me, I, I'd like to see Portland um, get that AC because I think Portland and the Los Angeles Lakers, yeah, fun uh, series, Blazers and and Lakers match up so well, um, and, and they'll both be healthy. Uh, you know, the, the Blazers. You look at the Memphis Grizzlies at the eighth seed. Um, January they struggled quite a bit, um, and when you look at the beginning of the season, Portland struggled quite a bit because of. Um, because of injuries to Lillard and then throughout the course of the season, the first beginning of it, I, I got to get used to saying the beginning of the season, um, CJ McCollum was dealing with issues. Then they brought in Mello. Um, and then, you know, now Trevor Reese is out. So defensively you have some questions about that. So, but I, I, I personally think starting five or I'll say positions one through six, Portland is stacked. What that rest of the core will do, that'll be interesting. But I'd like to see L.A. and Portland in round one. One more on the West before we get to the East. We haven't talked much about the Houston Rockets. I know they got Westbrook back now. He's returned to practice uh, after his mm-hmm. after his COVID scare. Um, give me an argument if there is one to be made for the Rockets being the fly in the, in the ointment out there in the West. I don't think that is far-fetched, particularly because – they are a team created in Mike D'Antoni's image. And if you know anything about Mike D'Antoni, he likes to play small basketball. Um, the greatest chance that I think he had uh, to potentially winning a ring, uh, I believe, was 2007 when he was the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. And he was a Steve Nash crashing into the scorer's table away from potentially winning an NBA Finals uh, against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, who had a young LeBron James, Larry Hughes, Mo Williams, Danielle Marshall, and more. Um, and so when I look at Houston, many people scratched their head when Clint Capella was traded uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. Personally, I think that's a better trade. That trade is going to benefit Atlanta in the long run because they are really investing in their future uh, with their head coach and with other other uh, variables there. But if you got a 6'5", um, center in uh, P.J. Tucker who can shoot threes. Um, I, I think many people laughed at it, and then they went up and, and, and beat a competitive Lakers team. Um, they, 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 I, I don't bet against Russell Westbrook. Uh, I like James Harden, and I think many people pay attention to the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, and more. If you had asked me at the beginning of the season who was a sleeper in the Western Conference, I would have told you the Utah Jazz. Um, but I, I do think Houston could potentially replace that that notion if there is a team to do so you know many people talk about chemistry Donovan Mitchell and more I think that's easy to say because it's sociable to say at the water cooler but Utah's still a young team uh, who has competed the last couple of seasons Houston is filled with veterans Uh, Eric Gordon can shoot the lights out Um, we mentioned James Harden we mentioned Russell Westbrook Um, I, I, I do think that that team is comprised of scorers 
Um, I think Russell is hungry. I think this was the year for him to be better after leaving, after leaving Oklahoma City. But the crazy thing about it is I actually think Oklahoma City is better with Chris Paul right now. they got a young squad. And Where I think do they go, though? But I'm curious to, uh, to your thoughts on, on – I know you want to talk about Oklahoma City, but I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on if, if this current version of the Rockets, if not this version – where do you go next? You know, you tried Chris Paul. You try, you've tried all these different combinations of making it work with James Harden as the centerpiece. If not this concoction, where are you going if, that, if you're that organization? I mean, I, there was talk about the fact that this would be the last hurrah and that they would break everything up. To, 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 the long form of your question is I don't know. Um, I know that last summer – Everybody was made of the pre, you know, every pre Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, excuse me. Everybody was being made available except PJ Tucker and James Harden. And look what happened. So I got that word around my birthday time last year. So that was like May 2019. And you saw what happened. Um, Then you look at where they are now. I remember Robert Ory telling me a couple years ago, Clint Capella was not a max player. And that he benefits from James Harden drawing double teams. He wasn't wrong. Um, and it's funny, I ran into him <laughs> at a party in September in L.A. last year. And he looked at me and I looked at him and he fell out laughing. And he says, you know why I'm laughing. I said, I know exactly why you're laughing. He said, was I right or was I right? I said, you was right. Um, I, I think to answer your question, what direction you're going in, um, I don't know. I think that, you know, there were rumors about what would happen with Daryl Morey after the whole China collapse happened and, and, and the comments that he made. Um, there was talk about, you know, is this the last hurrah two seasons ago when they lost? They, they dropped some of their coaching staff. Is this, is this, the, last, is this the last hurrah from, from Mike D'Antoni? You know, will he go elsewhere? He didn't get the extension. I think there's just a lot to be considered. Um, there's a lot to examine. And um, I'm not sure what the future holds right now. I think it's kind of a wait and see after the bubble. I can give you a better answer after that. Right now, I don't know what they're doing. All right, last one as far as the um, th- this uh, this rejoining of the season is concerned. Let me get you out on this Eastern Conference. Fill in the blank. If it isn't the Bucks representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals, it will be blank. Fill it in. The Toronto Raptors. Really? I think people wrote them off because Kawhi is gone, and I think that they have exceeded many regular season expectations. They've been to the promised land. They've won at the promised land. Now it's time to replicate. The thing I'm very, um, I'm very uh, proud and fascinated with at the same time is how the Raptors – took their time to uh, get to Florida early. I believe they spent time in Naples. And they set up shop in a, in a, in a simulation way uh, on how to, you know, prepare for the bubble in a, in a campus uh, atmosphere. Um, I thought that was intriguing, particularly being a North American team, but playing north of the border, um, kind of getting an early start. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I think even though they missed 
Kawhi and could never replace him. Uh, I think that uh, they have pieces that have been playing lights out in Pascal Siakam. I've said it many times on shows. I said it earlier today. Pascal Siakam, to me, is playing like Scottie Pippen after Michael Jordan retired the first time and guided the Chicago Bulls to the Eastern Conference semis against the New York Knicks. They did lose, and the Knicks did go to the NBA Finals and did lose to the Houston Rockets. But Siakam is playing good basketball. I'm fascinated with uh, Nick Nurse's story. Um, I do think that um, they have pieces like OG Anunoby, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, um, and, and others who can step up. Mr. Raptor himself, Kyle Lowry, is still there. Marcus Gasol, uh, and, 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 and I think that um, you know they have some pieces there that can compete. I also think a team that many are, are, are sleeping on is the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, a team that you know, is shifting Ben Simmons to the fourth spot. Um, and and, and uh, you, you have Shake Milton now filling at the point guard position, and you have Simmons and Embiid moving off the ball. Josh Richardson and Matisse Thibel are your defensive stoppers. And um, it's going to be intriguing to see what they do in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is very unpredictable in a way that the, that the people think it's the Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference to win. Great stuff. Brandon, Scoop, Robinson. Scoop, I always appreciate you uh, giving us a few minutes. Be safe back there in my old hometown. Uh, hopefully we'll get to catch up with you as the uh, playoffs approach. Thank you. Playoffs? I'm here, man. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Love them. Scoop Robinson joining us here. This is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Duncan. Come on! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.